Amen. All right, get your Bibles out or your smartphones. Open them up to John's Gospel, chapter 2, verses 13 through 22. You can find it on page 863 of your pew Bibles. And when you get them, keep them open through the whole message. Don't shut those babies, all right? John 2, 13 through 22. Now, the Apostle John in his Gospel from beginning to end is extending an invitation to all of us to give Jesus a fresh look. So with this in mind, listen to the Word of God found in John's Gospel, chapter 2, starting in verse 13. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, he found people selling cattle and sheep and doves and the money changers seated at their tables. And making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. And he also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And he told those who were selling doves, take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for his house will consume me. And the Jews said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? And Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple in three days, and I will raise it up. And the Jews said, This temple has been under construction for 46 years, and you will raise it up in three days? But Jesus was speaking of the temple of his body. And after he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the Scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Keep your Bibles and smartphones open. So what do we learn about Jesus in this particular text? I don't know about you, but the one thing that significantly stood out to me is that Jesus is pissed off. Yep, you heard your chaplain. Did he just use that phrase, pissed off? Yes, I did. And I do because the phrase, I'm using it not so much to get a reaction but to more accurately convey the level of intensity and indignation Jesus is emoting in our text this morning. Jesus is not just annoyed. He's not just a little miffed. He is steaming mad. Look at verse 17 of our text. His disciples describe Jesus as emoting zeal, as they referred to Psalm 69. And the Greek word for zeal is zeal, which means very hot, boiling, burning. Literally translated, Jesus is red hot, boiling, burning mad. About what? Well, if you go to verse 13 in our text, the Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, the Passover was one of the big three yearly pilgrimage festivals of the Jews, which meant Jews from all over the world gathered in the city of Jerusalem to worship God. At one time, the ancient historian Josephus estimated that three million pilgrims filled the city of Jerusalem for the festival of Passover. And why the city of Jerusalem? Because it's where the temple or the house of God was located. The temple was God's home address, if you will, where he promised to King Solomon that his presence would reside. 
And so therefore, Jesus, being a faithful follower of God, goes to the temple in Jerusalem for the Passover festival to worship God. And as he goes in the temple to worship, he confronts three things that get him pissed off, red hot, boiling, burning mad. And they all begin with the letter I. So if you love outlines, here you go. The first is interference. The second is injustice. And the third is idolatry. Verse 14, in the temple, Jesus found people selling cattle, sheeps, doves, and money changers seated at their tables. Now, the religious leaders allowed merchants and money changers in the temple, not outside the temple, not near the temple, but in the temple to do their business. And this is significant because somewhere along the way, the religious leaders forgot, or even worse, did not even care anymore that selling and exchanging money in the temple interfered with those who came to worship and commune with God. This is not okay with Jesus. And in fact, it's a serious trespass to Jesus to hinder or block or deter or interfere with anyone desiring to grow in faith. In fact, in Matthew 18, 6, Jesus says, if anyone of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone was fastened around your neck and you were drowned in the depths of the sea. Pretty serious, wouldn't you say? Jesus gets red-hot, boiling, burning mad when people interfere with others desiring to worship and to know God better. That's the first eye. Here's the second one. Verse 16, put your finger on it, where Jesus says, stop making my father's house a marketplace. It was no secret during Jesus' day that the religious leaders and merchants and money changers took significant financial advantage of people who had come to worship God by charging an extra temple tax to get into the temple or, or by charging exorbitant exchange rates or by charging higher rates to purchase sacrificial animals. Regardless, their dishonest and corrupt system showed a deep disrespect for God and for others. It was a blatant form of injustice, the second eye that makes Jesus red-hot, boiling, burning mad. And throughout the Bible, people and structures or systems that exploit and take advantage or use people is a great offense to God. And the list of injustices include but are not limited to racism, child abuse, pornography, systematic poverty, sexism, bullying, sexual assault, terrorism, sex trafficking, stereotyping and discrimination at all levels and of any kind. These things do not fly well with Jesus. Which brings to the last eye that makes Jesus red hot, boiling, burning mad, idolatry. Idolatry is anything that becomes more important to us than God. As one author said, idolatry is a misplaced reverence. The religious leaders and merchants and money changers seem to have little reverence for God as they literally trashed 
God's house with cow and sheep and bird dung, as well as using religion and God for their own profit. In their case, money, control, greed, all became idols that they worshipped. And any form of idolatry, as well as anything or any person that interferes with faith, as well as all forms of injustice that piss Jesus off should piss us off too. You want me to repeat that? I'll say it again. Any form of idolatry, as well as anything or any person that interferes with faith, as well as any forms of injustice that piss Jesus off should piss us off too. You see, the more we grow in love with Jesus, the more we identify with him. And the more we identify with him, the more we feel like he feels, which means we begin to get angry at the things that Jesus gets angry at. So let me share a true story about one of you who we'll just call Jim that brings home this point of identifying with Jesus. A few years ago, during the first week of school, known to some as orientation week, but known to others as disorientation week, Jim came home to his cottage, and there was a huge banner hanging up in front of his cottage that read, drop your freshman daughters off here. Jim, who had become a Christian the year before, was red hot, boiling, burning, mad. The message on the banner was clear and it was brazen. And only a year earlier, Jim would have taken no issue or offense with the banner, but now that he was seriously following Jesus, it was not okay. In fact, it was blatant sin, and Jim was ready to make his own whip of cords and cleanse out his own cottage. But as we talked, I said to him at one point, Jim, I love it that you are so identifying with Jesus that you hate the things Jesus hates, and you get angry over the things that Jesus gets angry over. The Bible calls this righteous anger. And Jesus himself did not just emote a righteous anger in our text to the sin and corruption of this world, but he did something really radical about it. Put your finger on verse 18 of our text. And it said, the Jews said to Jesus, what sign can you show us for doing this? And Jesus answered them, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. In three days, in three days, in three days. On the third day, Jesus rose from the dead to conquer sin and death and to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus did, did not just get angry about the sin and evil of this world. He did something about it. And in 1 John chapter 2, verse 2, it says, And Jesus became an atoning sacrifice for our sins, for our sins, personally, our sins, and not only for our sins, but also for the sins of the whole world. John the Baptist had it right when he pointed to Jesus and said, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This, this is the one. Jesus is the one who we need to identify ourselves with. And Jesus is the one that we need to align our lives with 
as well. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, let it be done. Go in peace.